0: Hello and welcome to the Zombies Podcast, my name is Dan Bird and you join me on this wonderful Thursday morning here in the United Kingdom. Uh, we are well set for the start of the NFL season, now it's hours away and we here uh, cannot be more excited. Um, and before we actually get kicked off into my preview of Thursday Night Football and the news and etc, um, I wanted to give you a little bit of a break. Now. Apologies, I haven't been around for the last couple of weeks. We had a dreadful, dreadful uh, little bit of illness um, myself and I felt awful and then I went... Away uh, to the south coast, so I, I've had a little bit of a recharge before the start of the NFL season, and now we are ready uh, for the start of that season. So, um, just wanted to break down how the show, how the show is going to work from Monday to Friday. Uh, just let you know what what to expect on each day, so you can tune into whatever you find that you, you want to be able to. So, um, on Mondays, obviously we have roundup of all the Sunday games, which will take up most of the uh, most of the time as well as some news, bits and pieces, injuries, uh, anything that happened on the off the field on the field as well as all the round of all Sunday games. Um, mainly be watching Red Zone on, the, on that Sunday, um, as well as my team Green Bay, obviously. Um, and then I'll, on Tuesdays, we have four focus games where I'll be watching Game Pass on that Monday after I, I've done my judicious work um, here. Uh, and then we'll be able to watch four games. I'll be disclosing those on the Friday show, uh, letting you know which games I'll be focusing on that week. Trying to vary it up week to week and watch... Obviously, they're big games, uh, probably you know, the, the biggest games of the week, but obviously watch each individual team more than once a season. Uh, of, of course, Green Bay will be focused most of the time, but that won't be all the focus games. That will be my personal time watching them on a Sunday uh, if I don't watch Red Zone. Uh, and obviously, we'll have the Monday night football breakdown on the Tuesday, as well as more news, bits and pieces, etc. Wednesdays, we'll have my power rankings, which I, I was going to start this Wednesday but I don't watch off-season football, and if <laughs> it football, I should say, I just don't see the point in, in ranking teams before. I've seen them in a proper game, uh, seen them in the flesh and what they're all about. Obviously, Miami will be 32nd, but um, yeah, we're going to be able to judge them better next week, and that's a more efficient way of doing it, I believe. Obviously, as well, we'll have... We'll have the news segments and and we'll see where we are uh, in the league after the shake-up of the full week um, after Monday night football and see how the league is shaking out ready for, for, for Thursday with Thursday night football previews um, also we'll give you some fantasy football tips and betting and betting uh, tips on that Thursday because uh, obviously Fridays that they're built for previewing the game so Thursdays uh, will be betting fantasy where I'll give you my start and sits I give you uh, my in with the line, uh, over unders, uh, my accumulators for the week, etc. Um, and that'll be that'll be today as well. Um, I don't have the betting tips today because obviously we're doing this little bit of a breakdown at the start of the show. I don't want these shows to run too long. Obviously they're daily shows, and I don't want them to be hours and hours for you guys to listen to. I want it to be a morning commute or a lunchtime, little a little blast to listen to while while you take your lunch or you travel to work or travel home from work. I don't want it to just sort of drag on and on and on. 25 minutes to half an hour is enough for a daily podcast, I believe. And then Fridays, we have our Pick'em show where we pick all the games um, from Sunday. We give a bit of reaction from Thursday night football. We'll state the games I'm focusing on for, for, the, for the Tuesday game pass uh, so you'll know where we have to tune in. If it's your team, have a bit more of an in-depth uh, look into your team and see where where they're going wrong or where they're going right or, or, or what have you. And that... that, 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 that that tape show is mainly my my show to show the the um, information and uh, and give the UK audience a bit more of an in depth breakdown of of the league and how how the league runs and um, hopefully you'll be able to find that pretty interesting. Over those four games, we'll be able to show you where where games are won and lost and mainly, in my opinion, obviously, but we'll we'll be able to show you uh, where. Where that is happening. So just to to run through that again. Monday is a round of all Sunday games, um, as well as news and bits and pieces. Tuesdays are the four focus games from game tape, uh, from from watching the tape as well as Monday Night Football. Uh, my instant reaction to the box score and uh, and watching the highlights as I wake up um, uh, early in the morning, like I do most days, for, to record these shows. Wednesdays will be the power rankings and a more news breaking through from the from the remainder of the games, injuries and. And the like Thursdays with Thursday Night Football previews, fantasy and betting tips uh, for all Sunday games, pick'ems, starting and sits, etc. And then Fridays will be the pick'em show, so who's going to win or lose every game on, on, on Sunday and Monday. Um, as well as letting you know which games I'm going to be uh, f- focusing in on uh, for the rest of the week. As well as reaction to Thursday Night Football, um, watching the highlights and, and some tape before I record these shows. So that's the, the start of this this particular podcast, just letting you know how how the shows are going to run, and just breaking down some more some little bits and pieces of news um, before before we move on to Thursday night football. Uh, the Zeke contract, which I think Dallas done a great job there. I know it, it's a high high number, um, especially over the first two. I think it's fifty million over the first two years, which is you know astronomical. But he's a very durable, great back. Is the key to their offense. He doesn't break down. He plays most games. He's been training like a, like a Trojan uh, in the off-season again, like he did a couple of years ago uh, when he was suspended for the first four or six games of the season. Uh, he came back and run the league. He is the best back in the league. Um, in my opinion, he does offer a great, great just a, sustainability to the Cowboys where if, that, if Dak Prescott, as we all got our opinions on Dak Prescott, um, if, he, if he's not performing, you hand the ball to Seek. That offensive line was built for for Zeke Elliott, and now you know they've got him locked down. And they need to keep the offensive line there. See if <laughs> Travis Frederick will be able to come back. And they've got the great nucleus there: Zach Martin, etc. Of that offensive line still there, and they can make a run this year. I know they're in a tough division with the Philadelphia Eagles, but with with Zach, um, sorry, was that with Zeke? Uh, they have a, a great chance. Um, obviously, they got to keep their defense. Intact, the front seven has got to perform as well as it did last year. Demarcus Lawrence, etc., need to perform to the same levels that they were end of back end of last season when they made that playoff run. And um, and yeah, but the was the contract is important. They've they've done a good job there. They've got him locked down. Uh, obviously, then they need to play Dak Prescott, who we all are unsold on. But Zeke was out there saying he wants to play with him for the rest of his career. So. Maybe the Cowboys want us to take that as gospel and sign up, uh, attack Prescott for the long haul and then build around that. Um, they have some good pieces on the outside of Murray Cooper, Michael Gallup, who now he doesn't really have much of an excuse to not be able to, to throw the ball. Whereas Prescott maybe would have, would have argued that um, having an aging Des and an aging Jason Witten, who's still there, might add. Uh, wasn't quite uh, enough to win in this league uh, w- with his arm. Now he doesn't have that excuse. He has a line. He has two or three pieces. Randall Cobb in the slot, who as a Green Bay fan, I've watched him for many years. He's a very solid performer. He's not going to win you games, but um, he's he's good in the slot. He's lost that yard of explosiveness, but he's a, he's a very clever, clever slot receiver who will be able to break down most... Uh, most intricate routes um, in the middle of the field and gives give, give uh, Dak Prescott a little bit of a of a leg up in that area. So that's the main bit of news. Obviously, we've got Melvin Gordon as well, who is still holding out. Um, I think I don't think we'll see in Week One now, even if he does sign a contract. I think Los Angeles will um, have been going about their business quite quietly on this Melvin Gordon issue, and that's probably a good thing uh, to not um, publicise all this all, all this big drama and just leave it to the media to try and stir it up where I think they're doing a great job with that, they're stopping um, themselves getting involved in this this tug of war between this contract where he possibly wants to be overpaid I think Marvin Gordon is a good back I support Wisconsin and he was good at Wisconsin and he's been decent in the league for Los Angeles but he hasn't sort of been that that breakout back that they thought he would be I mean they can get Backs like that, pretty much. Well, pretty much everywhere. But you can sort of develop those uh, similar Melvin Gordon types. And um, for, for, for the number he's asking for, and the players they've got to pay coming up, I, I, I don't think they will. They will pay him. I think they'll try and move him in in, in this, this season here. Whether whether teams will bite on that and they'll just wait for him to be released, I don't know because he's a, he's rookie contract, and then he'll just be released at the end of that, and then they will pick him up. It's a long way to see, but I don't think Los Angeles will pay him at this number that he's, that is demanding, to be honest. So that was the, the two big pieces of running back news. Um, obviously, we have our first game tonight, uh, Thursday Night Football, Packers at Bears. My team opening the season, which is always exciting. Um, I, I'm nervous as hell for watching, watching this one. I'd prefer it to be at Lambeau Field, to be honest. Green Bay haven't got the best record at Soldier Field in recent times. Uh, Obviously, against the Jay Cutler era, we were unbeatable. We're pretty much against Chicago, but uh, since Mitchell Bisson came in and we had the Rogers injuries and etc., we haven't done fair too well at Soldier Field. So, there are four or five keys to this game, in my opinion, where it's going to be one one or loss. Where Green Bay have a brand new. New look defense. Uh, Z'Darrius Smith, Preston Smith. The rookie, Arnell Savage, Adrian Amos. At safety, uh, Jerry Alexander's coming back. He's a, a, a young budding cornerback. Um, we've released uh, quite a lot of uh, of old heads, if you like, which were probably, probably needed. Clay Matthews, Nick Perry. Um, Mike Daniels, which was a shock one. I thought he would stay and compete on that defensive line. But... Uh, maybe releasing him at that cap number was a good idea in the end. We have Kenny Clark, who is one of the best defensive tackles in the league, great run stuffer, and will allow people like Rashawn Gary and, and Zadarius Smith to get to the passer without having to worry about, you know, the inside run. They'll be able to seal the edge on run, run downs and then passing downs will be able to get after the quarterback where I think Green Bay have got a much better pass rush already than they did. Uh, they did last year with Matthews and Perry, where yeah, the the only real issue on the Green Bay defense is the inside linebacker where we don't have too much depth. Uh, we have Blake Martinez, who is a decent decent pass coverage guy, but he's not sort of a field general like Luke Kuechly um, or Leighton or, Der Esch. They're, they're not that type of guy. But it's a decent in-pass in coverage, and then we need someone else alongside him. Um, I, I can't see it, and I think that's where the main weakness is in this defense. Obviously, dropping safeties into the box will help. On um, passing downs and bringing in the the third safety on um, passing downs and taking out an inside linebacker will, will, will work um, in that respect. Obviously, playing more corners as well on um, passing downs, so you're not actually playing an inside linebacker too much. Uh, you're only playing Blake Martinez and not. The opposite, um, opposite number. You're not playing your base defence that much in the NFL anymore. Uh, even on Rundown some teams play in the nickel. So it's not a massive issue, but if Martinez goes down, then we are we are in trouble. Um, and we'll have to sort of negotiate that. Um, and yeah, the 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 main the main thing with this defence is holding teams below 21 points. Uh 21 to 24 points. If you can hold teams below that. I believe Rogers has the firepower to, to get above 24 points in most weeks. And you should be able to win games if you can hold teams below below those numbers. And that's the main act, really. Matt Lafleur will be asking for that from his defence. Obviously, he's an offensive-minded coach. Uh, he'll be able to manufacture points, but it's keeping points out at the other end, which is the main key for LeFleur. He, uh, they've invested quite a lot in this defence where they've invested in free agents, which is something Green Bay hardly ever do. Um, they've invested a lot of picks on the defensive side as well, among Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage, uh, which is, again, something Green Bay don't really do. They, they, they've they spent picks on defence, but they've not spent high picks on defence in, in a long time. Um, and, and that now is, is proof that maybe they've realised that Rodgers is coming towards the hill, if you like, and we need... A defense as good as 2011, uh, where where Clay Matthews was in it was in his pomp and Tremont Williams and Charles Woodson, and those types of characters were were characters on defense. You know they weren't um, they weren't shelled of of their former selves. Clay Matthews has gone to Los Angeles uh, to play for the Rams now, and he'll be a bit part of player and probably be great because he's not being uh, asked to play every down like he was in Green Bay, being totally played out of his out of his position at inside linebacker. He's not that. He is a pass rusher. Um, he can drop in coverage from the inside linebacker position like Von Miller does, but he, he, he was tasked with too much on that in, in that linebacking core, and totally ruined his time in Green Bay after that 2011 season. They tried to align Clay Matthews too much, who was an eccentric character and was part of that defence where he sort of galvanised everything about Green Bay in that 2011 season and pulled together as a succeed. seed. Um, but now we've got a bit more... Uh, quality in, in those areas, and hopefully, can develop characters. I think Darnell Savage is a bit of a character in that, that locker room, and we haven't had a good safety um, in quite a while. Haha Clinton Dix was, was okay, but since going to Washington, he's shown how, how average he is, really. Um, and we've also, you know, we, we, we could do with that great safety play that Green Bay uh, have lacked for quite a while. Moving on to the, the Chicago Bears. Uh, Trubisky needs to show he's been proved on last year he was sort of not holding them back from winning from winning a championship but he wasn't sort of the the, the key towards that really uh, Jordan Howard was, was the driving force who was now moved on to Philly uh, they brought in David Montgomery to sort of take that role but the actual key back in my opinion in that, that system is Tariq Cohen who is a star in, in my opinion. He he we can break down any any defense, especially Green Bay, in recent history. Actually, he um, he has really taught Green Bay uh, in recent past. Uh, just because he was sort of athletic and nimble, and the Green Bay defense was old and stagnant, and it really showed um, against Chicago, where any screens, bubble screens, little little toss plays to the to the running back, he would just be gone and. The Green Bay defence wouldn't be able to really, really compete with that. But yeah, Trubisky needs to show he has improved on on that um on last season. He wasn't bad last season but he needs to show that evolution, um, that he was worth that high pick that Chicago took him at. Um he has good pieces now, he has Alan Robinson, who's due to have a great season in Chicago if the quarterback plays is up to it. Um he's you know, he's come back from Injuries uh, in Jacksonville, and now he's the the main guy in in Chicago, and now needs to show that he is the main guy, and he is a number one uh, receiver. If he's not, then I think Chicago will look will look elsewhere, maybe in the draft to try and pick up another another uh, outside receiver uh, to compete with Alan Robinson, because he, he need to show he is the guy. Uh, they've bought rookie David Montgomery as well; he's been fantastic in the preseason, was great on tape at college. Um, whether that translates into the, the regular season I don't know I think he's got a great start against Green Bay um, I don't predict our run defence to be that great uh, the, the actual defensive line it, it leaves a lot to be desired Dean Lowry and and Montravis Adams aren't um, NFL starters really on that defensive line and we are plastering above above the cracks in that respect but um I think he has a great start there. They have a good offensive line there in, in Chicago, and they'll be able to run the ball on Green Bay. I would have thought um, whether that that continues throughout the rest of the season, I don't know. But in this particular game, he could be he could be crucial in that respect. And then on the on, on the Green Bay side of the ball, the actual key battle for me isn't sort of Rogers Rogers against the defense or Adams against the corner. It's uh, it's Belaga against Mac. Um, Brian Belaga has not been. Um, Himself, uh, the last couple of seasons, really, um, and Khalil Mack is Khalil Mack. He'll be able to target Brian Balaga and uh, really go after him. And whether Balaga will get help uh, from from the tight end, or whether um, we'll put in Jake Tonian um, to be able to play alongside uh, alongside Balaga on passing downs to give him that assistance against Mack, it probably would be a good idea. Um, I don't think Balaga will be able to hold him uh, for all that time. To be honest and that's that's the key battle we have Mac starts to run 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 riot and gets two or three sacks in the game and disrupts screen Bay on third day and I think they are they are in trouble uh, in that respect that that is the key uh, is keeping Mac contained the rest of the defense is good, but it's not that that high level that that Mac plays at that game changing level such as aaron donald and and the like uh, so that is the key to the game, in my opinion, uh, I'll give you my score prediction as well. This is perhaps a little bit biased. It's a uh, Green Bay twenty-four, Chicago seventeen. Um, I know the betting line has Green Bay as has uh, Chicago five-point favorites. Which um, I don't know how you can have someone as five-point favorites in, in, a, in a division game in week one. To be honest, that's quite quite lofty. And I think the um, I think the bookmakers are really betting against Green Bay this year. I've seen sort of a lot of accumulators on Skybet which are sort of showing as Green Bay and getting four wins or five wins this season and that is obviously dependent on Rogers staying healthy, which he hasn't done, uh, for the past couple of years, which has really hampered Green Bay. But maybe that, that that's where the where the bookmakers are thinking with those accumulators, um, offering a sort of nine to two, seven to one for for, for Green Bay not to, to, to be that that great uh, this season under four or five wins which I don't think it will be that bad, to be honest, I think there's a much worse in the league, and I think Green Bay have a f- fairly favourable schedule, um, where they, they play sort of the Broncos, and at home who aren't great, and uh, the Raiders at home who aren't great, they must, are still rebuilding, and they've got the Lions twice, who are awful, and um, yeah, they have winnable games, but they can get to four wins quite easily, um, and if they have a good start, they could get to nine or ten wins, in my opinion, so we are running a little bit short on this show. Um, I do apologise for that. I wanted to sort of get a show out there for you. Get the Thursday night football uh, reaction there. Obviously, um, on future Thursday shows, we'll have fantasy and betting to talk about also. But in this show, I wanted to sort of let you know where I was at, where the show was going, and obviously then give you my Thursday night thoughts tomorrow. We'll have the reaction um, to the to the Friday night games, to uh, so the Thursday night Games, Sorry. Uh, between Chicago and Green Bay, um, I'll be watching the highlights on that so the show maybe slightly later uh, than 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 uh, than usual. Uh, obviously, we'll be able to watch the watch the full game, um, and then obviously it'll be up to five a.m. or four a.m. and the show is not going to be released by twelve. So um, expect the show to be a little bit later tomorrow because I'll be watching that Thursday night football game live. And apart from that, please give me a follow uh, at at. Pod on Twitter um, obviously like and share and show me support on Spotify and iTunes and all the rest of it, That that is great for me and that gives me exposure and lets people know that I'm around um, and tomorrow's show we'll have to the pick them um, of all the games uh, we'll also be letting you know which four games I'll be focusing on on the Tuesday show as well as obviously reacting to uh, to the Green Bay Chicago game that's about to go on, so we've got football back, it's been a long, long seven months and um i for one can't wait for the season to start so from everyone at the zombies podcast i've been daniel bird and thank you very much for listening